0: Don't ask me to talk.
1: Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacey Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacey Heller.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk, soon to be called Stacey Connects. That's right. I am constantly changing my name, which is ironic because when I got married, I never changed my name. <laughs> uh, which is another story for another time. So, in a few weeks, I'm going to be actually switching this show and calling it Stacey Connects. And then, the new show that Eric and I will be doing together is going to be called Don't Ask Me to Talk. So. The music will be the same. Really, what it comes down to is you just need to listen to both shows, and you'll be fully satisfied. So remember that if you cannot listen live each week, you can find "Don't Ask Me to Talk" again, soon to be Stacy Connects, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can text DAMTT to five five six seven eight, and you will get show details sent right to you via text. If you would like to connect, if you have a comment or a question, the number is four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or you can find me through my website, stacyconnects.com. Welcome to my guest today, Emily McFetridge. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Um, Emily is one of my many, uh, air quote, adopted children. <laughs> Additional children. <laughs> Additional children. <laughs> yes. Um, I like to collect people that are younger than me, that keep me young and <laughs> keep me on my toes. And I like to tell them about bad pop culture references. The whole way <laughs> here I drove and I was like, do you know about this? Do you know about that? She did not because she is young. So that's fun. Yeah, I learned about Bon Queequee.
2: Bon five exactly. minutes ago. Eric, do you know about Bon that, that was a fun adventure.
1: Never heard of it. <gasps>
2: <gasps> <laughs> um,
0: all you have to type in is <laughs> Bon and then Q U, and Bon a sketch from Mad TV will come up. With a very, very young Keegan-Michael Key. And it is a classic about, welcome to Kang Burger, where you can have it your way, but don't get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little punchy today. I'm not going to lie. So hello, Mom. Hello, Lee. Hello, Diane. The glorious ladies of Penswood. Yes, Emily just was like, what is that? That is my mom and her crew. So you remember how in the movie Grease there's the pink ladies? Yes. Well, they are the glop. Yeah. It's less, like, attractive sounding. (laughs) But they are far more attractive than the pink ladies ever could have hoped to be.
2: Well, then hello, everyone.
0: See? There you go. (laughs) Um, Okay. So speaking of comedy sketches, John Mulaney was on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. And I think I have professed my love for him before on this show. And so he is coming to, I think, White River Amphitheater. And in um, uh, August, maybe? August
1: 13th at yes. the White River Amphitheater. Thank you for in that. In Auburn, Washington.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, in the middle of the night, when I saw that, I had to get tickets. So I got six Obviously. tickets for the entire family to come. Grace will be on the East Coast. Will will be in California. But I'm like... I sprung for the tickets, and a little swag bag of stuff designed by John Mulaney. Yeah, because I'm that person, and a parking ticket—not like a ticket, like I've been ticketed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Anyway, so I said to, I sent to the family group chat, <laughs> and I said, "Hey everyone, save August thirteenth. Don't make plans." And Charlie said, "Oh, sorry, I have plans," and I was like, "What?" And this is going to sound bizarre, but the family joke, Grace is like, are you having sex again from 9 o'clock to (laughs) 9.03? Yep. That's the conversation that happens in our group thread. (laughs) And Charlie said, yep, going
2: for a personal record. (laughs) Yep. I know, right? Wow. I'm so glad to be a part of this family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, today the
0: conversation is about motherhood. Yeah. And so it just seemed appropriate to bring up a wildly inappropriate conversation. Obviously. Because Naturally. I would, I make the argument um, to make myself feel better that because I'm able to talk about those kinds of things, my kids share things with me mm-hmm. both seriously um, and in jest, obviously. Right. And it creates a really open dialogue where, you know, like there is nothing that's off the table. And it is a humorous conversation. Yeah. And it just creates an open dialogue yeah. that is ridiculous. So here's the other news. Pete just celebrated his birthday. Happy birthday, Pete. Oh, he's not listening <laughs> because he never listens to this oh, show. how yeah. lovely. Right? <laughs> he's so supportive. This is why we are still so happily married. Um, and we spent part of the birthday... Will had come home. Mm-hmm. He is he was headed to Veranda Beach to hang with some buddies at our lake house and they're all working remotely. And so he was getting up early and I woke up early because I'm apparently still on East Coast time, or I'm ancient and I now wake up really early. Either way, I'm not happy about it. And <laughs> how how early is early? Oh, like six. Oh, okay. Okay. That's early. right. 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 And I'm playing yeah. wordle with my entire East Coast family, like my mother-in-law, <laughs> my sister-in-laws, my nieces. Like, I'm like, I basically need to start knitting.
2: <laughs> you should do it.
0: I know. I It's just, it's a lot. So anyway, we're sitting and having breakfast and Will looks out the front door and he's like, I think there's a wolf or a coyote at the front door. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> exactly. Which is not really surprising because we've had a bobcat at our front door and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So he got up to look and know it was just a rather large German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So he went outside and the dog, super friendly. So, of course, I went outside because why would I mind my own business? And fast forward hours later and the dog is still basically hanging out around our house. Okay. Now, in the course of this, uh, Percy... The youngest of our cats he was hanging out on the fence he decided to leave to lead Joe on a race uh, down the street Mm -hmm. he ran on the fence and Joe chased along who's Joe oh Joe's the dog oh okay okay (laughs) I would learn the name (laughs) of the dog later on and so that was fun and then Percy was like I don't know how to get home from here so I had to carry Percy home then I'm like all right everybody's in everything's good Except that Finn went out the back door. Who's Finn? The middle child. The child or the cat? Cat. Okay. (laughs) Cat child. And Finn is like, in a past life, he's like ex-military. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And like bulldog. He kind of like looks like he's walking on his like knuckles and he's very stealthy. Oh. So he has a girlfriend on the street. We call her Tabby. But her um... name is something else. And... Neighbor comes and knocks on the door, and I'm like, seriously? Like, what is going on today? (laughs) She's like, Finn and I think the cat's name is Kissin' are up a tree. There's a dog that's chased them up. And I'm like, lovely. Okay. So I walk up the street. Sure enough, there is Finn and uh, his girlfriend, Tabby, a.k.a. Kissin', up a tree, like, to the tippy top. And... So I'm like, okay, the dog is freaking them out. So I take the dog. I put the dog, Joe. Okay. Didn't know it was Joe at the time. So I just called it dog. Dog. (laughs) Because I'm original (laughs) like that. And put dog in my garage with a bowl of water. And I was like, I think you can give dogs cheese. Um. Can I, you not give dogs I cheese? Don't
1: know. You I mean, can give them cheese, just don't give them a lot.
0: Right. Okay. So I gave him a little bit of cheese, and I was like, "Hopefully, <laughs> the dog does not get the runs in her garage." <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a litter box in there, but I don't think that the dog would know how to use right. it. Right. So then I go back up the street, and the neighbor has put a ladder up the tree. So I oh, go gosh. up the tree <laughs> on the ladder, and I'm talking to Finn, and I'm like, "Finn, I know you're trying to protect your girlfriend." From the dog. But if you come down, then she will come down. So, like, let's go. And he's like, Meow, which is no, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so, he did not reason with you then. He was like, hmm. no. So, in fact, he went further up the tree. So, that's fun. Lovely. Right. So, I decided this is ridiculous and I'm going to leave the cats and let them do their thing. Because, again, as a mother, you have to know The nature of your child right and let your kid do their thing in their own time so then i get back to the house and the dog is barking it's a social dog it doesn't want to be in the garage so i'm like this is ridiculous i decide i'm gonna take the dog to a vet see if it's microchipped and figure out where's the dog belong to took the dog for a ride First time I ever drove in a car with a dog. Really? Wasn't terrible. Oh. Well, that's good. I mean, it licked every
2: window. Obviously. <laughs> well, cats don't do that. Oh. So you take your cats in the car? Well, I mean, not often <laughs> if I can avoid it. No,
0: but you have to go to the vet and stuff. Oh, okay. And so the dog was like, Where are we going? Super excited. Super excited. Yeah. Like, let me lick the windows. Let me wave at passing cars. Did he climb on your lap? Oh, he tried, but oh. again. Big dog. Yeah. So went down to the vet. Vet's not open. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So then I decide to go back to my neighborhood. And I think, oh, people in my neighborhood that have dogs that get away from them quite often. They'll know what to do. Yeah. And so while I was waiting for my one neighbor to come outside, this girl came up the street with leash in hand yelling, Joe, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, perchance are you looking for a rather large German shepherd? And she's like, have you found him? Oh. (laughs) So I reconnected Joe with its owner. Oh. And I was like, and by the way, Joe not only chased Percy on a fence, but also chased Finn and his girlfriend up a tree. So happy ending for Joe. Meanwhile, I go back up to the neighborhood. And now Finn and his girlfriend are a little bit further down. And so with some encouragement, I get the girlfriend to come down all on her own. She don't need no man. She stepped on
2: Finn on the way down. Good. Happy International Women's Day. Right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Good job, kissing. Right? She was like, thanks, boo. And, like, totally, like, stepped on him and then, like, jumped down. And then Finn was not having it. He was not happy about this. And so then I tried to get him out, at which point he then... Clawed my head and then my thick upper thigh. And I now have Ow. a major gash. And
2: I'm sort of wondering if I'm supposed to get a tetanus shot. Uh, I would say so. How long ago was this? No, like Sunday. We should probably go to the doctor. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if, like, how big is the gash? Is I it mean,
0: like it's not deep? like I need stitches. Okay. But it looks like, have you ever seen like Lyme disease? Like there, it's like there's the bruised part and there's like a ring of like,
2: ow. No, I have not. Oh. But you should probably get it checked out. Probably. This is when I need my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I totally mommed her on the way up here. She tried to stick her full cup in her purse that the lid was popping off. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah, I know. Hand, hand me the cup. She goes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mom thing.
0: So, anyway, that is the story of Joe the dog, Percy, Finn, and his girlfriend kissing. It is to my point in um in real and for real life. I am constantly collecting people, and I think it is the role of women internationally mm-hmm. that we are an inclusive bunch yes and it doesn't matter if you are a mom or not just like the definition of being a woman is stepping on a cat on the way
1: down
0: (laughs) you gotta do do what you gotta do okay you gotta do what you gotta do and that is the strength of women um so as i mentioned we're talking about uh motherhood today and my stacyism for today is she who laughs lasts I like that. Right? I like that. So now I'm going to read you something really quickly. And I am i normally don't spend this much time on my brain dump. However, I'm reading from Irma Bombeck. Who is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're young. Oh. <laughs> Eric, do you know who Irma <laughs> Bombeck is?
1: Yeah. Wasn't she an advice columnist?
0: She was a humorist. That's right. That's from right. like the... Late 60s into the 70s and 80s. I was not born yet. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so in terms of, like, my idea of writing a book, like, she's, like, my spirit animal. Okay. Because she is, like, it's, like, commentary, but it's humorous and it's honest. Mm-hmm. So she has a, a bit that she did in her column that she wrote. And this one is from 1974. Okay. You weren't born. No. I was four.
2: That was 20 years before I was born.
0: Okay. Anyway, who invited her?
1: (laughs) And it is, right, right, right,
0: you're right. Uh, It's entitled Motherhood, Love and Laughter. So this is what she writes. Every once in a while, my flip approach to motherhood arouses the wrath of a few readers. Why did you have children? You're a terrible mother. I feel sorry for your family. Filter across my desk. When I was born, I was 40 years old with a cup of cold coffee in one hand, a sponge in the other, and the original Excedrin headache. My parents exclaimed, good grief, we've given birth to a 130-pound parent, or so it seemed. As I sat in the middle of three children one night, chipping the enamel off my teeth by biting a knot out of a shoestring that a child had been getting wet all day long, I began to think about motherhood. There seemed to be several avenues open to me. A. Take myself seriously and end up drinking gin just after the school bus left. B. Take the children seriously and end up drinking gin before the school bus left. Or C. Admit to the fear and frustration and have a good time with it. It hasn't been easy. Everyone loves a child. Face it. They're young, adorable, innocent. The world is on their side. My three-year-old once sunk her entire set of teeth into my shoulder, causing me to go to the doctor for possible stitches. This is like Finn, right? He gave the doctor or he gave the child a tetanus shot and barked at me. What did you do to provoke the child in a public restaurant one night? I wrapped one kid for loosening the tops on salt shakers, another for making rivers out of the gravy and socked one in a chair for rearranging the furniture with diners still in them, only to have a couple stop by the table and cluck. Some people don't deserve children. I defy any parent who has been on a trip with a child who kicked the seat for 50 miles threw his shoes out the window, lost his pet snake in Cleveland during the 5 o'clock traffic, and spilled his slush down your back to tell me she has never considered abandoning him at the next shell station. What mother has never fallen on her knees when she has gone into her son's bedroom and prayed, Please, God, no more. You were only supposed to give me what I could handle. And while we're being honest, what grandmother has never heard her small grandson beat on the piano with his fists, for three hours and not looked apprehensively at the clock. TV blames it on irregularity, but the truth is they're going bananas. To my critics, I can only assure you that there is love in every line and remind you that she who laughs lasts. I love that. Right? Yeah, motherhood. Very moving. It is not, well, I don't know if it's moving, but it's true. <laughs> and the only way to survive uh, motherhood is to keep moving. Yeah, So and laughing. Alright, so let's take a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Emily about motherhood. We're gonna do some compare and some contrast and just chit-chat and mm-hmm. talk about surviving it all. Keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. Soon to be Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller. Wow. <laughs>
1: But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for this show is all about you. A show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com.
0: Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive. It's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com.
1: Counseling.com. Alternative Talk 1150. Local talk for the body, mind, and soul.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. During the break, uh, Emily and I were discussing how we both decided to wear pleather pants today Mm -hmm. and um,
2: how they don't uh, allow your skin to breathe at all. I'm having a Ross from Friends moment. If you know, you know. Yeah. 100%. Might need some baby powder. Uh huh.
0: Or use this powder from Lush, not sponsored, would be happy to be, called silky underwear. What? Oh, it's for um muffin sweat. Girl sign me up. <laughs> and for under boob sweat. Love it. So telling it all. Poor poor Eric. <laughs> um, okay, so motherhood. Yes. You are a mother. Am I? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) How old is your adorable son? He is two and a half. So a young mother. Yeah. I was a a young mother once. (laughs) You're still young. Oh, thank you. Young in spirit. Um, However, you are now a single mother. Yes, I am. And so that is something that I have not had to endure, unless you count Pete working late a lot, single motherhood.
2: But not really. I mean, yes and no. You still did a lot of the the workload. Well, he likes to say he did the upfront work. I
0: did all of the heavy lifting. Whatever. Um, (laughs) So it's a lot. Motherhood, that is. Yeah, it is. And trying to make decisions about what kind of a mother you're going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the role models that you have, the way that you have grown up you know like I found that when I moved away from my house as a newly minted bride the things that I chose (laughs) to do were directly in response to how I was raised like oh my mom used Tide I'm gonna use Tide yeah or like oh my mom always had fresh flowers like I'm gonna have fresh flowers Mm -hmm. or my mom made me make my bed I am not ever going to make my bed yeah and Some of those things have stayed. I still use Tide. I still don't make my bed, except when mom's visiting. (laughs) And I now have plants. I don't have fresh flowers all the time. So, you know, that's an interesting part of motherhood, having to decide, like, what things you're going to do, because it's what you know, Mm -hmm. and what things you're going to eschew. Right.
2: So, has that been... How's that been? It's been pretty difficult, um, motherhood was, I never had a solid example of motherhood growing up. And so when I became a mom, I never read any of those like help books like the, the what is it called? What to expect when you're yep. expecting. I didn't go to Lamaze class. Um, I only went once. Okay. Well, you still went I, though. I went and I got the important lesson. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this on the way here. The <laughs>
0: instructor was like, if the doctor asks you to get on the phone when you're going into labor- don't get on the phone because that means that you're able to talk through any contractions you Mm -hmm. may be having. So that was like the, that was worth the price of admission. Yeah. So anyway, so you didn't do Lamaze. You didn't read the books. Mm -mm. Is it because you were like, oh, I can do this. Is it because you're young and
2: stubborn? Is it, it was kind of a little bit of both. I have two younger siblings and so, and a niece who is eight years old. And so I felt like I was like, oh, I'm ready. I got this. Like, I don't need books. You know, I've been through it. I, I can learn as I go. Right. And so as I'm transitioning into each different phase of motherhood where, okay, you have the newborn stage and then you have like the, the four month to one year. And it's just, it's, each stage is so different mm-hmm. in what you need to do and what you learn about yourself. In motherhood. Like right now I am learning patience (laughs) (laughs) and laughing instead of yelling. Or getting angry. And laughing and he he's so funny. When he does something and I know he he knows he's not supposed to do something. But he still looks at me and giggles because he knows that I'm going to (laughs) laugh. So he said the S-H-I-T word. Am I allowed to spell that out? Well, he did. And I think it's okay to spell it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Eric. But he said, so I whispered it. I was in the car with my dad and my little sister. And I whispered it. And I was in the back seat. He was sitting next to me in his car seat. I whispered it. Like, you could barely, the words barely left my mouth. And out of all of the words that I say that I try to teach him, the alphabet, his letters, his numbers, whatever, he says it so, (laughs) he screams it. And we're in the middle of the McDonald's drive through Windows are down. The lady's taking our order. And I was just like, oh, my God. Well, (laughs) And so I laughed because what else can you do? You know, you laugh through it. And so patience and learning to enjoy moments like that instead of getting angry is what I'm learning in this phase of motherhood because I didn't it was always anger right you know right before, so well and
0: so first of all kudos because oh, thank you. ultimately what I found is you know people would give books or recommend books and I was always like uh-huh. And I had a stack of these books that I eventually would just give away because I was like, Ain't nobody got time to read these books. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I found that following my gut with combined with my heart was the best way to go. Yeah. And that it's what made the most sense. And A, my mother has a story about a similar situation, except it's with my niece, her granddaughter, mm-hmm. and at church When she tripped on a pew and she may have also let an expletive go, the same one that your son said, and um, it is absolutely because of my mother. (laughs) (laughs) It was not because of her mother. It was because of her grandmother that she learned. And, you know, my mom's thing was like, yes, embarrassing at church. And B, she used it correctly in a sentence. Okay, well, props to her then, (laughs) right? (laughs) Proper grammar, (laughs) right? The other thing is um, sugar honey iced tea. Don't you know that that's why they say that in that um, Pixar movie? No. It's an acronym. What? Sugar honey iced tea, baby. That's right. So you're welcome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I wish you could see my face right now.
1: I've never heard that before, but... Uh,
0: it's from the movie with um, David <laughs> Schwimmer, speaking of Ross. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I think it's Chris Rock, right? And Jada uh, Pinkett Smith. What's the movie
2: with... Madagascar? The... No, it, not Mad... Yeah? I think... What's the one with the New York... The zoo, right? The zoo. Isn't that Ma- no, that's not Madagascar. Zootopia? No. It is Madagascar. I think it's Madagascar. Yeah, the one with the lion and the... How yes. They escape from the New York Zoo. Yes, yeah, yes. So yeah. Madagascar
0: and... He's one of the characters says sugar, honey, iced tea.
2: Yep, I've, I think that's it's not Melvin that says that, I'm not sure. Marty, it's Marty, Marty that it's says it. Marty. The zebra,
0: yes. Yes. yes, so there you go. <laughs> um, so a classic parenting movie, right? Yeah, the things that you can learn. Um, it's hard to make those decisions, and yeah. you know, being a single mom and having to make some decisions on your own, mm-hmm. and you don't have. Like a cheering section, or a board of directors right. to like you
2: know check your work and cheer you on, yeah, so that can be a little difficult, it, yeah, I mean, I have family that helps um and at work, I have a board of directors and a cheering section, but it's much <laughs> different when i once I step out the door of the office, but absolutely, well, and I would imagine that that's where
0: uh the people that you surround yourself with and the examples mm-hmm. and the lessons that you yeah. have and um you know you're not always given everything that you need when you're you know younger mm-hmm. however having a strong sense of what you don't want to do yeah or what you want to do differently is key yeah and that's the thing. And and at the end of the day, spoiler alert, they're going to end up needing to go to therapy anyway. <laughs> I
2: think everyone should be in therapy. 100 percent.
0: And I used to say to the kids when they were younger, we'll pay for college or therapy. Yeah. And I would say if if you're smart, you'll choose college and then you can get a job that will give you benefits and then. Go to therapy. That will cover your (laughs) therapy. (laughs) And just knowing that no matter how hard you do, like the work, and you must do the work when raising kids, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to do it wrong. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's the advice that I used to give people when they would say, like, oh, you've got like four decent human beings. Like, what's the secret? I'm like, do the work. Like, if you had a penny for every time you said, did you wash your hands? Did you say please? Did you say thank you? Did you brush your teeth? Um, you wouldn't be so wealthy by the time they turn like ten. Yeah, <laughs> and they are now twenty six to nineteen. Yeah, and you know I'm like Charlie was going out on a date a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, don't forget to wear deodorant. <laughs> Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> and you have to do the work. Yeah. So, uh, what what parts do you
2: love? Like, what's the st- the What's been your favorite stage? Like, are you a baby person? Honestly, I, in the moment, in the newborn stage, you know, you're exhausted, you're sleep deprived, and but you cherish those tiny little moments with the tiny little baby, you know, that needs you of every second of every day. And then you get to the next stage and then you find something to love through there. <laughs> and so I think for me, I have found something to love in each stage, but then I find myself looking back on little baby pictures of him and like how he coos and when he used to cry and how much his cry has changed. Now it's accompanied by crocodile tears and mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must change. Like it's funny
0: because, um, our family friend, uh, Kelly and Moe, mm-hmm. very, they, they have a, gosh, Ozzy's going to be like two in July. And, You know, watching them navigate with him Mm -hmm. and, you know, the situations, I'm like, oh, like, (laughs) this is fake. This is real. (laughs) Like, you guys are a sucker. And it's funny. You just don't stress it as much. And, you know, like, flying back from Florida last week, Pete and I were on a flight. And on the opposite side of the aisle, up one, was a mother and a little girl who was probably... Mm Chew-ish. And she just decided that she was just going to scream. And the mother (laughs) is like starting out like, you know, why are you crying? Like, it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. we're fine. Trying to comfort her. All, you know, and then it was like, there's not a reason to cry. Like, you need to stop now. Yeah. So now we're getting into like, okay. Okay. Then it was what my mom and I often joke about like it was the clenched jaw like seriously (laughs) talking through your teeth my dad does that right like i think this is a universal parenting thing where it's like with
2: the eyes you have to accompany with the eyes with the wide
0: eyes and you're like seriously i'm gonna rip off your head (laughs) if you don't stop crying (laughs) (laughs) sit down (laughs) exactly and i put on headphones and i fell asleep and i woke up you know a little while later and Mm -hmm. i'm like where is the other lady that was in that aisle? <laughs> I think the the like flight attendant must have like taken pity and yeah. said like, "Hey, we have an open seat. Like, why don't you sit in this row like near the bathroom in the middle?" <laughs> it's probably far more favorable to this seat. <laughs> so, you know, it it's a lot. Yeah. Um so okay, so tell me about what's it like
2: doing this As a single mom. It has its ups and downs. 100% it does. I think that my favorite part about it is I get more time with my son. Mm -hmm. One-on-one time that is, you know. And the downside is it's kind of, it's overwhelming, you know, because... I I, it's only me and him in the house. And so I got to do everything, the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, the taking care of him and making sure I play with him, spend time with him, especially after work. It's, you know, I have three hours before he's asleep. Right. To do all of this. Right. And so I think that was that's probably the hardest part. But um, him and I have so much fun. Like, I mean, last night he woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I have no idea why. No idea why comes Usually into it's my room too much gin
0: for me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or being 50. So <laughs> and I he came into my bed, he just crawled in right next to me, laid down and fell back asleep. And Aww. so it's and then when I woke up, my alarms were going off, he was still knocked out, but then he curled up next to me and like curled into my armpit and just like oh, his little Aww. he has such long eyelashes, he's just so beautiful. So it's moments like that that I truly cherish.
0: Truly Aww. I do. But. My cat does that to me, really? except Aww. then he like makes biscuits on my underarm and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not fun. Um yeah, I I remember those moments. Mm-hmm. And yet they were also short lived yeah. because having four kids in basically six and a half years yeah. was a lot. I can imagine. So do you want to have more at some point? No,
2: I mean, yes, and no, I guess. I don't know. Um, if it were the right situation, yeah, maybe. see,
0: I'm with you. Like, the whole I remember going to uh pre cana which I don't know if you know what that is. What is it? pre-K? cana oh, oh pre-K, I know it, yeah. No, so, I have no idea. Eric, do you know as a Catholic, cradle Catholic, you know what pre cana is?
1: I think I'm 0 for 3 on references. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay, so pre cana like, if you're getting married in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. you basically you go to your like parish priest or whomever it is, and you're basically given marital counseling, because you know, the non-married priest is going to have great advice. Who
1: who knows more about marriage than someone (laughs) destined for chastity in their entire life? Right. So, I
0: mean, I do think that, you know, that part is ridiculous. I understand that part of it is about communication, love, commitment, and bringing faith into your marriage. Yeah. So, I will say, like, okay... And I remember the priest saying, like, you know, you're going to go forth and multiply, right? And I just remember <laughs> being like, sure, sure. Sure. And, like, A, you know, it's really none of your business. And, B, I'm just going to check this box. Yeah. So, like you, you know, I didn't really ever have a plan Yeah. per se. And I think in a world where so many people plan things it's you know i don't know i never i never planned it and it's always worked best that way yeah and you know good for
2: you for being like i don't know i honestly have no idea i don't even know what tomorrow's gonna look like (laughs) well and that's that's kind of just go it's motherhood honestly like that's so unexpected what
1: i was just gonna say it's gonna be cloudy (laughs) oh thank you (laughs)
2: Is it gonna rain? <laughs> yeah, is it gonna rain?
1: There's a small chance of it. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: He does the weather. <laughs> uh-huh. And and it's Wednesday, so there's that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's and honestly that's the right approach. Yeah. To figuring the whole thing out. I um I have talked about this before on the show, that I have weirdly written my mother's eulogy. She has not died. What? I know. Why? Why?
2: Does she know about this?
0: Well, yes. Okay. (laughs) And now she knows again because she's listening. Um,
1: And quick correction, I guess it's actually going to be sunny.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, you know, honestly, it was a good guess because we're based in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, good guess. Um, So, as bizarre as it sounds, I this happened when my dad was sick Mm -hmm. and I like weirdly wrote it like in the shower, not like literally in the shower, like, but in my head thinking about the things that I wanted to say about my dad and ended up writing the whole thing before he had died. And then he died and I was able to share it at his memorial service. And with my mom, same thing. I had these themes in my head. And so I've, written it it may change Um, and it's because a lot of times when our parents mothers especially honestly die whether we're expecting it or we're not we're blindsided and so to truly honor the role that they've had good bad or ugly like I just have always felt like I'm going to talk about it um, or I'm going to write about it before I'm confronted with This huge loss. The grief. Yeah. So she does know that the three words that I have used as the outline for this are superhuman. Because when you're little, you think that your mother is superhuman. Yeah. Like, you know, I found a a paper that she had saved from when I was in, like, second or third grade. And it was like, you know, why is your mom your hero? And it was like, because she makes the beds and, like, keeps everything clean. And I'm like, really? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Was I indoctrinated into some weird cult? (laughs) And, you know, it's like moms do everything. And Mm -hmm. then I reached the stage probably later than most. um, But this idea that she's somehow inhuman and that, you know, all of these things that, you know, she did and whatever um, or that were done to me. And then once I started having kids, it came to she's just human. Yeah. And that that is really the best approach to motherhood that you can have.
2: Yeah. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have stuff. Traumas from our childhood. We all have that stuff. Everyone, every walking person on this earth has something like that. And mothers are no exception. Right? Mothers are no exception. Women are no exception. We all have stuff. But it is how you go about your day, how you handle yourself yourself. In those situations, especially to your children, if you go back and apologize to your children, that says a lot about you. This is my thing. See, like I think that treating your children as humans and treating yourself as a human means forgiving yourself for any mistake that you may make. Everyone makes mistakes. It's true. Yeah. Well, and I,
0: you know, one of my
2: stasisms that I've shared
0: is Stasisms? yeah it's a thing oh, okay it's basically like advice that i have either come up with myself is or there a dictionary on this i this like is what should... i'm gonna be writing yeah you should. <laughs> this is gonna be my book or as i like to say it's like white labeled advice where like somebody said it to me and i've now paraphrased it so i can call it my own yeah yeah so one of them which this is actually mine uh as far as i know is that you don't have to ap- apologize for the message but you can absolutely apologize for the delivery. Because mm-hmm. when your kid is sticking yeah. their finger in the socket, like, the delivery of, get your
1: finger out of the socket. Yeah.
0: You raise your voice. <laughs> right. You panic. However, the message is one of love and yeah. concern and whatever. Right. And so, right. you know, sometimes perhaps the message needs to be apologized for. Yes. However. Delivery. The delivery needs delivery, to be. Delivery, yeah. not always so good. Yeah. Right. So like when I flung Finn off of my leg that he had just gashed, I maybe didn't deliver such a great message of love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to chat more with Emily McFetridge about motherhood. Keep listening. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? relevant popcorn and noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture how to promote your services or which direction to consider next popcorn and noodle serves ideas that pop and stick don't go crazy go to popcorn and noodle creative solutions serve daily stacy heller is many things entertaining yet enlightening She's a talk show host channeling her inner fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth, Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk again, soon to be called Stacy Connects. So, if in the next few weeks you hear me talking about, welcome to Stacy Connects. You're still in the right place. (laughs) I'm just doing a bait and switch because
1: it's a woman's
0: prerogative to change her mind. (laughs) Okay. So um, motherhood. Yes. So we've been talking about that. Uh, A, motherhood and how difficult it is. B, being a single mother Mm -hmm. and having to navigate that on your own. Yeah. Being a young mother. Yeah. It's. I don't feel young. (laughs) <laughs> well, you will be so happy about the fact that you are a younger mother. Yeah. And it's it's really nice now that I'm, you know, I'm not quite 52. Uh next Sunday, this coming Sunday, I will be 52. Really? Happy birthday. Thank you. So excited. I'm actually, it's the second anniversary of my 50th birthday because my 50th happened during the pandemic. So I refused to (laughs) move on. (laughs) She's calling it an anniversary now. All right. Right. So it's the second anniversary of my fiftieth birthday. I love it. Because
2: I haven't been able to properly celebrate. Right. Well, so you spread it out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so you spread much. it out over multiple years. Exactly. And it makes up for it. Right. Perfect. So
0: um but it's nice having, you know, I I that's fairly young in the scheme of things. I yeah. mean, like people are living to be like in their hundreds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and so I mean, the fact that I'm like halfway there and I'm an empty nester already I got a lot of life to live yeah you have a lot of freedom exactly Mm -hmm. um so now I'm just gonna throw advice at you okay what advice do you want
2: anything (laughs) Read. you throw advice at me all day so I I do (laughs) okay read lots of books okay like like to my my child or by myself well, yes.
0: Model reading books. Oh yeah. So that he sees you reading books.
2: Yes. I actually started doing that. I just finished a book by Nora Roberts called River's End. Oh such a good book. Nora Roberts. Love. I brought a Nora Roberts book to
0: Florida and I was like, What will happen? Will Raven and Brandon Carsters get together? I don't know. She's a strong independent woman that don't need no man. However, she just yes. can't resist him, and they have a past history. What will happen? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love a Roberts. Yes.
1: Classic. And, and She's it doesn't, classic.
0: Right? And it doesn't matter, though, like modeling that for him yeah. and him seeing you reading. Uh, that's something then that, you know, kids like ape what their parents do. Mm-hmm. So that's important. So, yes, reading okay. on your own and reading with him. And having him read. So we used to read, we had certain books that we read every single night, like the Going to Bed book. Yes. He he has two of them. We read read that same book every single night. And so then once the kids got old enough, I would have them read. Mm -hmm. And they knew the cadence. And so they felt empowered like they were reading. Right. And so- That is a huge thing. Yeah. And then reading things like naming things, whether it's with like real labels or Mm -hmm. whether it's just, you know, I noticed, for instance, with Ozzy, um, the soon to be two year old, his language is a little bit further behind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, tell me what you want. You know, you want to go up. Don't just do that. Eh, eh, Yeah. You know. What do you want to do? And saying it multiple times. Yeah. So that's an important thing. Okay. My other advice, which came from my mother, go on a date night. Now I know what you're going to (laughs) say. I don't have anyone. Right. I'm not seeing somebody. And here's what I'm going to say to you. Yes. A hundred percent. So Pete and I, Tuesday night is our date night. It has been our date night since... Uh, we had kids and we will be married for 30 years in June. And there's probably like if you strung like maybe two years of time together, maybe three, I'll be conservative and say we've missed out of 33 years of date nights. But ultimately, we have always gone on Tuesday nights. Now, there's a reason why we did this. One, it's easier to find a babysitter on a Tuesday night. Yes, yes. <laughs> Like, you know, so it doesn't matter, but it's, like, a, it's a weeknight, right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a late, long thing. And then Fridays and Saturdays were for, like, dates with friends or dates, like, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Um. But Tuesday nights, you know, we have always gone. We typically go to the same place. We go to SIP in the Issaquah Highlands. <gasps> we'll be oh, there tonight. I love that place. hmm And what we like about going to the same place all the time is that they... It's like cheers. You probably don't know what cheers is. This TV show. No. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> or, no no no, it's fine. It's fine. Totally not making me feel old. Um when you walk in like they know what we drink. They put it in front of us. Yeah. We don't have to make decisions about like, you know, what we want to have or whatever it is. So it becomes like this comfortable place where we're out. And then like dates to explore other places to eat and, you know, going with other people. Mm -hmm. That's for another night. Yeah. And so, yes, go out on a date by yourself. Go on. Go to a movie. Go to a bookstore. Go get your nails done. Go have a date so that one, you spend some time with yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And your son can see that. You are going out and it doesn't become this big thing. You know, our kids are always like, oh, yeah, OK. Like, it's date night. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And it's just this opportunity to make some time. And then if eventually somebody does come into your life, then that's an easy way to include them in a kind of no Natural big deal. flow. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another piece of advice. The other thing is I know you get support from family Mm -hmm. um, with watching your son, find an outside resource as well to introduce him to different people. And it may cost a little bit of money. Here's a trick. (laughs) I used to, um, we used to live in Fairfield, Connecticut, which is actually the town where Fairfield University is, which, fun fact, is where Grace goes to school. And... I found a college girl to babysit. And what I would do is, I would make her a home cooked meal on Tuesday nights. And so she would come over early. I would have this really nice home cooked meal. And then I would let her use the washer and dryer and like to get her laundry done because in college, oh, yeah. Right. So these little, like, creature comforts that, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, a home-cooked meal I don't have to pay for. Like, I can do my laundry. For free. Like, for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to have somebody dump it out and, you know, whatever. And she would get the kids off to bed and do whatever she needed to do. So where you live, see if there is a school nearby or somebody in that kind of a situation and it's a great way to, it was a way for me to keep the cost down, too. Right. I didn't pay as maybe much as her other clients. But in the end, um, who got ready for her wedding at my house? That's right. Yeah. Kelly Buck's <laughs> mom did. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, it's this um, camaraderie of raising your kids. Yeah. It takes a village. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: More advice.
0: You're supposed to ask me for more advice.
2: Oh, yeah. Can I have more advice, please? Well, you, have to, you have to ask <laughs> okay. me specifically. Um, give me more advice on... Oh, my gosh.
1: Necco wafers? <gasps> my mother <laughs> called to ask yes. about...
2: Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay.
1: What's the advantage of Necco wafers? Apparently, what is a question we should be asking, Stacy.
0: Well... I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so my mother called. My mother and- Like just now? Yeah. My mother doesn't even call to talk to me anymore. My mother directly calls Eric. And, I love it. like chats with him. So Necco Wafers. What is Necco Wafers? So apparently when my brothers and I were little-
1: It's a candy. It's
0: like. a candy. <gasps> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're You know what they <laughs> Thank are? You, Eric. They're like the little conversation hearts. They're made by the same company. So- the necco stands for new england uh confectioner candy company or something mm-hmm. so necco and they're that same chalky thing as conversation hearts that mm-hmm. say like be mine and that are gross and nobody actually eats oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 them
0: so they would come in a long like tube and they had like little disks that are hard and they're in those same delicious chalky colors and flavors Mm-hmm. <laughs> And mom would give. I think give... the
1: Necco wafers had different flavors in the hearts.
0: They had like chocolate, and they root had beer. yeah some other root beer flavored. Yeah, yeah That's it was pretty good. They they are, and they're great to practice when your first holy communion is coming up. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, another...
1: <laughs> they're the exact same shape and size <laughs>
0: exactly. as communion.
1: So, exactly.
0: Yeah. And if you can eat those quietly, then...
1: Now, if they just... They're missing a bet, because if they had made the priest-size uh, Necco wafer, man, <laughs> right? that would have sold like hotcakes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. I'll explain okay. later. <laughs> so, mom would give my brothers uh, Necco wafers, and they're, you know, this long roll. So, mm-hmm. there's like probably 30 or something in it, and... Rumor has it it's basically how I was conceived. The story goes Wait, that yeah, <laughs> the story goes that my mother gave my brothers Necco wafers, and on Sundays or something or whatever day they would go off and play with like the neighbor kids with their candy, and it kept them occupied long enough that my parents could, in the words of Barry White, get it on. Yep. Wow. Yep. So.
1: I think that was Marvin Gaye, but. Yeah, him. We digress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, him too. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So if you're looking to buy yourself some time, try echo
2: Wafers. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored, <laughs> would like to be. <laughs> I, I am the queen of, of bribing with him. I will bribe him with cookies and candy. I'm like, do you want French fries? Let's go get French fries, okay? But you got to do this. Or donuts. He's he's a major sweets kid. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I, I bribe him with all of those sorts of things because I'm like, mommy just needs a moment. Mommy needs to go pee-pee by herself. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so you sit there, eat your candy. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that is definitely a thing. Like, I... I remember when the kids were little and I was going to read the book, Five Minutes Peace, but we don't have enough time. So there's an author, her name is Jill Murphy, and she wrote a series of books about the elephant family, Uh, a book called Five Minutes Peace, A Quiet Night In, All in One Piece, and A Piece of Cake. There may be more. I have these books in front of me, and in one of them, The mom is like, I just need five minutes peace. Mm -hmm. And she sets up a tray of all these things. The kids are all occupied. She goes up to take a bath. And naturally, the kids all converge. And they all end up in the bath, in the bathroom, the whole thing. And chaos ensues. (laughs) And she gets like three minutes of peace. So that is motherhood for you in a nutshell. Yes. And I'll talk to you about... uh, Neco wafers and hosts, etc. later. Thank you for joining me on the show, Emily. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Mom, for bringing up the Neco wafers. <laughs> so, not an embarrassment. And uh, remember, next week uh, is our guest is Brian Keene. He is a man far more witty than I. Yes, it's possible. Is it? Yes. Stay connected, everyone.